everyone, I'm your host Ria and welcome to College Board, a podcast that discusses the day-to-day lives of students studying abroad in the United States. Hello and welcome to the second episode of College Board. Today I'm going to be talking with one of my really good friends from college, Tara Stark. Tara is a rising senior at Hofstra University and she's majoring in history with a minor in sociology. Post-graduation, she would like to pursue a career in student affairs and work alongside students, helping them grow into their own as future leaders, which is why I thought she was the perfect person to have this conversation with. Today's theme is your first year of college and how there is no formula to it. There is no way you can plan it. Everyone has their own way to do college and both of us definitely had our own different ways. My first year of college was pretty dull, if I must say so myself. And it was definitely on me because I did not make an effort. I just waited for things to come to me. And by the end of it, I was not fitting in at all. And obviously, because I did absolutely nothing. But very soon, I realized I have to make an effort and I have to get involved. I joined student government as a way to find a community on campus. And that's where I met Tara. Tara and I were both in student government and were both also orientation leaders. Before I get into more, what are these things? <laughs> so orientation leaders, also known as OLs, are upperclassmen who mentor first-year students and help them get used to university life. Every university has an orientation program that helps students transition from high school to college, and orientation leaders are really their mentors for the rest of their college career. Student government, commonly known as SGA, is also an organization which is present amongst most universities. It is a body made up of students that advocates for student needs. Most student governments have different functions, but it mainly comprises of student leaders who work as representatives for their peers. Orientation and SGA are both a very big part of mine and Tara's college journey. I grew up to be the comptroller of the student government and served on the executive board. As comptroller, I basically managed the finances of our organization. And Tara is now the president of the Hofstra University student government. I thought she was the perfect person to have this conversation with because not only is she the president of student government and knows about campus activities, she was also the head orientation leader. So basically, she supervised the orientation leaders. So she knows how to make the most of their first year, not only in a general university environment, but also in a hybrid environment during COVID. So when you're half online, half offline, and you know, she basically knows the tips and tricks to make the connections. So before I go into more, I think it's time I call on Tara to share her college experience with us. So tuning in from Long Island, New York, here we have Tara Stark. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you as a part of this podcast too, Tara. But before we get into all of the topics, let's talk a little bit about you. So you didn't start your college journey with Hofstra. In fact, you transferred here. So how is that experience like? Yeah, so I started off at Quinnipiac University in Connecticut. So I went away to school for my first year of college. And that experience, it's experience now that I'm really grateful for looking back, but Going in, I was really scared, just like any first year would be. 
I didn't really know what to expect. I knew I was friends with my roommate and we, we were going to be friends and I wanted to join a sorority. So that's kind of how I planned to make friends. And I thought I knew the major I wanted to be in. So I kind of was going to trust the process that way. My experience there was, I would say within the first two months, I was good, but I wasn't really happy. Um, I saw people around me making a lot of friends and I wasn't really meeting too many people. I had my roommate and one other person, but I didn't feel like I was really a part of the school. And I thought there was like something wrong with me and then like maybe I'm not doing enough. So as like months go by, um, I was really trying to put myself out there and like meet new people. And it was like always like constant rejection, like, oh no, I can't hang out with you tonight. I'm hanging out with, with this person or, oh no, I can't go, go, go to this. I'm going to that. So I always felt like constant rejection and constant like slap in the face all the time. So I was like, oh my God, like what's wrong with me? Am I doing college wrong? I thought, thought there was a certain way to do college and I just wasn't doing it right. I thought there was a certain formula I had to fit and I wasn't meeting that expectation. So first semester goes by and I'm really unhappy and I thought, you know what, it's just the first semester. I'll be happy my second semester. So I remember when I had to go back for my second semester, I did not want to be there at all. I'm like, I didn't want to go back. I was really unhappy, but I'm like, I have to push myself. I have to go back. And I remember I would have nights where everyone would be out um, and about on the weekends and stuff. And I remember I was like sitting in my dorm. I didn't have any motivation to go hang out with anyone. I didn't really want to. I mean, I feel like I almost like lost part of myself there because I just, I wasn't really social anymore. I really only focused on school. I'm like, I have to just get my schoolwork done and then I got to find something better. So that was when I really started to think about uh, transferring my second semester. And I knew that, you know what, I can't finish this box anymore of like, you have to go away. You have to join a sorority. You have to major in this. I'm like, you know what, that's not the formula for me. I have to go find something that actually fits who I am. So that's when I, after a long process of like 10 months, like, what should I do? Should I leave? Should I not leave? Should I give it more of a chance? I decided to leave. And that's when I decided to come to Hofstra. And I've never really looked back since. <laughs> Yeah, I I feel like I had a very similar first year experience as well, where, you know, I just did not have any motivation to do anything. I remember mm-hmm. the class towards the office. And <laughs> I was, yeah, I was just done. And then I think it was my second year where I was like, you know what, I need, I need to do something. I need to make mm-hmm. an effort and just, you know, kind of put myself out there. And, and that's when I started joining clubs. I became an RA. And mm-hmm. that's how, and then I got into SGA as well. As you said, you decided to join Hofstra and like find your nook and now you are literally the student government president <laughs> of Hofstra University. <laughs> How did you make that base there? Yeah, so this is actually a really funny story. Um, so when I was hidden away in my dorm at Quinnipiac, um, I always wanted to join student government, um, even when I was there, but I didn't really listen to myself and I'm like, you know what? I, I'm not going to join. I'm going to join my sorority instead, and that will be fine. So I kind of ignored that little voice inside me, and I'm like, mm, I'm going to just do what everyone kind of else w- wants me to do and what I feel like I should be obligated to do. So I didn't join it there, but when I knew I was going to be transferring to Hofstra, I would. I found the student government um, Instagram page for Hofstra's um, student government, <laughs> and I um, would literally stalk it 
every single day. And I would literally sit in my dorm and just like look through the posts all the time and be like, okay, like that seems really fun. I want to join that. I want to do that, that, uh, that, that activity that you guys were doing. And I would like stalk some like the people in, 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 in SGA and I would like look at their pages. I'm like, okay, like I want to be like them one day. Like I have to be friends with them. So when I did you not like my most like recent like stock on like Instagram would always be the SGA page because that's something that I knew I had to join when I got to Hofstra. So when I finally got to Hofstra, I was like, wow, like I've been stalking these people and I've been looking at the page and now I'm finally here. Oh my God. So in my head, all of you were celebrities and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm like here right now. But how I really got into SGA was so I was always passionate about it, like especially just in high school too, but just from looking at the page on also on Instagram and then finding out more about it once I got to Hofstra, it was really cool just to see people who really cared about something and to fight for what they believed in. And I remember even at my first Senate when I was elected in, um, I remember watching everyone speak at the Senate table and being amazed at how well they spoke and how passionate they were. And I was like, wow, if I could even speak at the Senate table right now one day, like I've, I've done enough. Yeah. I did my job. Yeah. Um, so to be able where, where, to be where I am now in SGA always like blows my mind. I still never could believe it because I always just wanted to be like the people who I saw come before me. But like, like I said, it was just so almost like refreshing to see people like really care about the school they go to really care about, really care about the issues at hand. Um, and I wanted to be exactly like that. And I wanted to be as passionate as they were. So it was so nice to be involved with people who just push you to want to do better. So I was really lucky to find that at Hofstra. Yeah. Oh, I can never forget that Senate meeting. That was my first Senate too. Yes, and- we joined at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I remember that club recognition. And Oh uh, my God. It was crazy. It was also crazy when everyone, like we all have to say like, everyone said like I at, at the same time when they're like, all in favor, please say aye. And everyone's like, aye. I was like, whoa, what did I just join? It's crazy. Oh my God. (laughs) I remember like Catherine standing up there and like Alexa standing up there. And I'm like, wow, like who are these people now? Like just some of my like closest friends. So it's like crazy that like life is like that. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was, that was a very interesting time. And you brought up some really good points of like, you know, these are people who care so much about their school and the community they're in. Mm -hmm. And uh, one part of the community that you identify with is the commuter community. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, traditionally we think commuters don't really stay on campus a lot or don't have that much um, to stick by on campus. But you clearly proved that wrong because you're (laughs) only SGA president, but also head OL. And so how do you think not having that physical landing space in campus, how do you think you navigate that life as well? You know, just thinking about it now, I feel like almost being a commuter for me pushed me to almost want to be involved even more, knowing Mm -hmm. that, you know, I wasn't living on campus and I didn't have that extra time anymore that I would have if I was living on campus because I knew what it was like to live on campus. And I knew, um, I don't see how crucial, but how sometimes important it is to like see people like at dinner or like to hang out with them in, in their dorm at night. So that almost like pushed me to want to be involved more and to make friends better uh, even more. So, I mean, even just for all, all commuters, like 
don't let that be a roadblock for you. Like let it be a motivation to just be involved even more, get to know even more people because you will be home at nights, uh, uh, sleeping at home. So use that as mo as motivation just to push you further along. So I think that was definitely such a driving factor for me is that I didn't want to be defined by a mm -hmm. classic commuter, the traditional commuter who mm -hmm. kind of goes to class, who goes home. Because um, I think, especially where I'm from, is very stereotypical where if you go to Hofstra when you're from Long Island, like that's kind of who you end up being, that you mm -hmm. just go home and you come back. And I really wanted to prove everyone wrong and be like, oh, you thought I was going to do that. <laughs> but guess what? I'm about to show you what, what it's really like to be a commuter. So I really wanted to, you know, break that traditional mold and be like, I'm my own person. I don't need to be this commuter who's like shy, who doesn't like know anyone, that like classic commuter you would think of. So that's something that I really tried to like strive for. Um, and I think I was able to, you know, to break that. So I'm really happy with that. But also when it comes to just like finding your place on campus as a commuter, like I said, I think being involved, which I also told all my orientation students is definitely the most important thing you could do because you don't have a res life building to fall back onto where there's activities happening there is definitely finding your own I guess, family that you want to be a part of on campus. And by family, I mean, like, the, the club that you want to be a part of. So for me, that was uh, student government. But for anyone else listening, it could be a sorority. It could be any uh, other club that you're passionate about. Um, it's finding your own uh, SGA. Like, so what SGA is for me to find that for you um, and just finding something that you're passionate about definitely will bring you that home and I felt just as much connected to the school even more than I would be even when I was living on campus at Quinnipiac because I was not even connected to that school at all and I lived there and now I was commuting at Hofstra and I felt so connected to the school because I found that community on campus that I think I really was itching to find. Yeah and exactly as you said college is not only going class and going home so being a part of a big organization can really help get that physical landing space because you have your office location or you have a club mm -hmm. and that ends up being that landing space where you meet with your friends you hang out with your friends and stuff yes yeah I will say that SGA office I mean I feel like I met so many people in there I feel like I had such like fun conversations like I remember I started watching like Shrek Shrek the Shrek the musical in there one time yeah. and I was like wow I'm sitting in this office watching Shrek in the student government office. Like, how cool is that? Or we would just like sit on the couches all the time and just mm -hmm. hang out and you just got to know people so much better. So yeah, definitely yeah. club, your club office space. Mm -hmm. um, and just like taking the time to like sit there instead of going home on campus, to, uh, instead of go going home um, is definitely a major tip as well. Like putting in the effort to stay on campus as long as possible. So Absolutely. yeah. So let's talk orientation. So mm -hmm. we were orientation leaders together last summer, and you served as the head orientation leader this summer at Hofstra. And um, yeah, with COVID-19, I know everything was online. So why don't you tell us what that experience was like having that online orientation? Yeah, so it definitely was an experience. It was definitely an experience I also will never forget. It was a hundred times better than I honestly thought it was going to turn out. Um, I will say that the staff really put in the effort to make the most out of the experience. Um, and I think students really did appreciate that. So we did have like, we had like nightly um, activities for them to go to. So we did like trivia. 
we did game night. Um, we did like a great debate where we would debate like which Disney Channel like movie is the best. So it was fun to see um, some some students get really really into it. I remember one student was like, "Oh, I don't want this want this event to end. I'm having fun." I was like, "Oh my god, wow!" So. I remember I asked, oh, we also did like a pet show and tell. So at like one time at the pet show and tell, a student was like, oh, I like learned today that, you know, it's not that hard to go up and like just to, and like to meet to some, someone new, even, even if it's like virtually. I'm like, wow, like that's so amazing. Oh my God. So it was nice to see that some of that community aspect and like that meeting some people wasn't lost totally on Zoom because obviously we recognize where now that we're virtual, it's not going to be the same as it was um, in person. But I think as like a staff and as like a program, we really did try to mimic what we had um, in person. So we still gave them the the, the same the same uh, the same sessions. We still put together like a song and dance mm-hmm. for them to watch instead of us performing for them live. And we still try to do like our like nightly fun um, activities for them to come to as well. So. The effort was really that for there for them to um, come and to meet new people. So I really do think students got a lot out of it. I think it was a good experience for them to also learn more about the school and just even if it's virtual, just to meet some faces from Hofstra, to meet some some professors who work at Hofstra. So overall, overall, it was a really great experience. So I wish it was in person, of course. But it definitely was summer 2020. Zoom orientation was something that I definitely will never forget. I'm sure the first years will never forget as well. So yeah, we all, oh we also had like a lot of like dance parties too. We had virtual uh, uh, dance parties as well. So we really tried to bring the life back into yeah. Zoom orientation. <laughs> yeah, and now going into going into the fall i know week, which is what you most universities have welcoming the first year class and then just in general we know that big events aren't happening so like you know <laughs> the events that you would have during welcome week or even you know like events like fall fest or mm-hmm. uh, any big concerts that most universities have you know those events are not happening um mm-hmm. not for anything it's just for the safety of the students and the campus so, like, how do you think first-year students can get that connection, can kind of build that connection with the campus? Because you just can't tap with one hand. Like, it can't be, okay, OLs and, you know, you're mm-hmm. making an effort and students not making an effort. So, how do you think students can make that effort to get engaged with their campus community? Yeah, so I think the first thing that comes to mind with engaging definitely on campus is, especially now, is to get involved. Um, I know probably a lot of people, they hear that all the time. You have to join clubs, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's so true where it is what you make of it as much as everyone says that to everyone. It, it really is true. Um, so to really feel connected to campus, I really, I'm a really big believer that you have to get involved in some aspect. Um, even if it's just one club, just trying to go to one meeting on, on Zoom, because as we said, all everything will be on Zoom. But that's okay. I still think you still could foster that same community on Zoom. Um, I know we saw it in orientation where we fostered that community within the staff. I know in SGA, we're still fostering that same community that we had in person. And I know that every other club is going to want to also foster that same community. So definitely finding your own passion and what you want to be involved in, um, I think is really important. And I think also just connecting with your campus is just trying to stay positive through the whole thing. Um, I know it could be 
super scary and like the unknown is like, oh my God, like what's going to happen. But I think really just staying, trying to stay positive and like my motto is just do the next right thing. So maybe it's your first time being away and you're away from home and obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic. So things are very different, a little more scary, but my motto is, is do, do, do the next right thing. So maybe the next right thing for you is I'm going to go to this, this club meeting tonight. I'm going to go sit in whatever club you're, you're, you're interested in. And I'm going to go to this meeting on zoom. I'm going to see how I like it. And if I like it, amazing. If I don't, I tried and I'm going to go to another club meeting or I'm going to try to do some, something else by just putting my, continuing to put myself out there. So definitely just taking it one step at, at, at a time to feel connected to your campus. Don't try to do everything at once, especially now, because I think you're going to set yourself up for disappointment and mm-hmm. kind of taking it step by step because you're not going to be adjusted to the school, you know, uh, 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 automatically like that's not gonna happen so mm-hmm. step by step doing the next right thing and really trying to get involved um, in clubs is definitely something that I think will really help you find the community that you're looking for on campus <laughs> absolutely mm-hmm. and I think the best part about being online is that okay if you don't even like a club meeting you can literally just leave and like you know yeah especially on zoom like yeah. literally just leave <laughs> and it's not like walking out of a room you know you're literally yeah Exactly. I literally was just talking about this. I'm, I don't know who I was talking to, but I literally was like, you could just leave. Like, just like exit out of the meeting. You get to do in the comfort of your own dorm, your own home. You get to lay in bed if you want. Like, it's great. So yeah, there yeah. is a silver lining. There to making the most of like what we have as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have um, like including this conversation with like, okay, yeah, we have the engagement that you have with your campus and the community with your campus, but also with each other. Like, you know, you do have some class pride. Like, I know there are some people from my, from like the class of 2020 who are always going to be, you know, my core group. So, like, how do you think people can engage in this virtual environment? I think, I think a really great way is like to mimic what you would do, let's say, in person. So, for example, let's say you want to watch The Bachelor and you want to do that in person, you could do a Zoom bachelor party and you can all get together. You can invite people on your floor. You can invite people you met in your class and you all can go watch the bachelor on Zoom together. Mm-hmm. I think that's honestly a great way to meet friends. Even if it doesn't have to be the bachelor, it can be inviting literally anyone who to watch any show, but mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, finding something that, something that you all have in common and inviting them to go watch it. It, I think is a great way as a conversation starter as well to start mm-hmm. to meet people. I think even um, if you are on campus, we'll, we will have like the quads open and things like that. So getting a small group and saying, Hey guys, you want to go sit on the quad together and mm-hmm. go take in some like sunshine. Um, I think that's also like a really nice way to start to meet people as well. Um, and like I was saying, I always said this to orient, to orientation students as well, but if you see someone in your class or you follow someone on Instagram, you're like, hey, they seem really nice and fun. Literally, message them. Who, ca- like, who cares at, at this point? Because really, there's nothing to lose anymore at all. Everyone's in the same exact boat that you're in completely. Like, even if we're sophomores, juniors, like, everyone's going through this at the same exact time. So message them. Like literally what's the worst that that can happen? Nothing. So friend crushes, I'm a total believer in like, just be like, Hey girl, what's up? You know? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. So definitely, you know, just putting yourself out there that way. 
And also I think even, I think it's also important just to stay connected to your family, like as well. I'm kind of having them as, as a support system to almost like push you to go and meet people because I think also in your first year, it's really easy to get homesick wherever you're from. So I think having your family as a backbone for you as well will be super important, um, knowing that you have them as support, that you can go out there um, and go explore the world beyond um, your own um, hometown. <laughs> Absolutely. There, thank you so much for all this insight. I think I have to let this know is that our staff in orientation bonded because we watched The Bachelor together. Oh, like, literally 100%. Yeah. 100%. Hannah Brown season. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of tea with the current bachelorette and I'm so excited. Oh my God. I, I know. I've been following reality Steve on Twitter. It's been cra- crazy. I don't even know what to expect, but I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm so ready for it. <laughs> so yeah, honestly, the bachelor is the best way to bond with a group of people. Literally, so it's the fun. best conversation starter. And honestly, like this is kind of sad too, but like if you if you really never have something to talk about, like the pandemic is going on for everyone. So that's always something to talk about being like, how are you doing? How was your quarantine? What have you sort of been watching? Because literally you could talk about Tiger King. That show was crazy. Like half the people watch that. So you'll always find like something to talk about. So you have a lot of like quick conversation starters to talk. But again, The Bachelor never fails ever. That's a pro tip. Never fails. <laughs> Sarah, thank you so much for all this insight. Let's conclude uh, by asking you, what is your college tip for our listeners? Hmm, my, I guess my college tip would be definitely, I would say, is that friendship takes work and things won't come easily uh, so quick. So definitely it, it takes an effort from yourself and from the other person to definitely make that friendship happen. Um, I know I was really quick to like judge friendships and be like, oh, I'm not close with them like I am with my home friends. I'm like, well, duh, because I've been friends with my home friends for like 10 years and I just met the people like two weeks ago. So obviously it's going to be a little different. So definitely friendship takes time. It takes work. Things will come when, when they come and they will happen. Just be patient, take the time to adjust, be, be kind to yourself, especially during this this point in our lives where it's already a big transformation period entering college, but especially right now is be patient and be kind with yourself, um, especially now, and you will be okay. Everything will be okay. And you'll look back on this and be like, wow, I can't believe I got, I got through this, but I did it and now I'm stronger and I'm better for it. So. Thank you so much, Tara. This has been such a good chat and I cannot wait to have you back on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun and I love this podcast. I cannot wait to see all the amazing things you do with it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for tuning into College Board Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at College Board Podcast. And I will see you next week with another exciting episode.